You're listening to the Physics Ed Podcast. For hundreds of ideas, free experiments and more, go to physicseducation.com.au. And now, here's your host, Ben Newsom. Yes, welcome again from the Physic Podcast. Hey, this week we're talking with Rachel Scott, who is a New South Wales Deep Green Biotech Hub's Outreach Ambassador, and she gets to work with the UTS Climate Change Cluster scientists and businesses who are innovating with algae, seriously, to create a more sustainable world. And what's really cool is that there's an algae innovation challenge that your students can get involved with. And I must think there really is an incredible potential for algae biotechnology to solve some genuine sustainability challenges. And I reckon that your students can actually contribute to some ideas and potentially create some of their own. So that's what this chat is all about. So let's head on right in. This is the Physics Ed Podcast. We're all about science, ed tech and more. To see 100 fun free experiments you can do with your class, go to physicseducation.com.au. That's physics spelled F-I-Z-Z-I-C-S. And click 100 free experiments. So, Ben, um, I have the absolute privilege of working as an engagement and outreach assistant with the New South Wales Deep Green Biotech Hub. Uh, We are based at the University of Technology in Sydney um, with a research institute called the Climate Change Cluster. And we essentially exist to develop the algae bioeconomy in New South Wales. So I think I've just thrown a few random words at you that you probably might have gone over your head. So I might just explain a little bit better. Algae economy. I mean, it would have been an interesting question mark 30, 40 years ago, but certainly not now. Yes. Yeah. So um, algae is an incredibly versatile um, natural resource. It's, it's It's an organism and there's many thousands and thousands of different species and there's an, a growing area um, using what's a field called algae biotechnology which is essentially combining biology technology together um, to use this algae to um, create products or processes um, that are more sustainable um, you know, with a, the whole heap of sort of sustainability issues that we're facing with resource use and energy and water and climate change, obviously. Um, it's a space for us to innovate. And the beauty of algae biotech is that we are looking to nature to innovate um, and basically harnessing the intelligence of the one of the oldest organisms on the planet um, to innovate and create, um, solutions. So what I do in this role is, um, I get to tell people about it, which is the best job ever. Um, I get to just amaze people with the possibilities of algae, um, to try and break down the difficult concepts. Um, and a huge part of what we do is outreach with the public because, you know, we want people to, to know about this area, this emerging area, we want them to be excited about it. And we particularly want to um, get it into school so that the next generation, you know, as they're growing up, they're aware of um, and and hopeful for this, these new technologies in the future. And, and, you know, potentially they could choose a career path in this, in this area. Um, these technologies will come to characterize the future. Um, 
so it's an exciting time. Yeah, I must say. I mean, uh, okay. Uh, strangely enough, and it wasn't planned, uh, but last night I watched The Martian again. Okay. <laughs> like that movie yeah. last night. <laughs> and whilst the algae did not uh, focus, uh, it wasn't part of that. It was, it was potatoes growing. And if you haven't watched it, go, there's some homework around listening in. I'll go watch The Martian. But anyway, um, it's got me thinking just then, as, as you're saying, because algae and technology is really a future focused area. And mm. uh, we're lucky enough to be involved in a particular project uh, with our magnitude. Uh, where we are working with the International Space Station to get programs into schools to, be able to think about what might happen in the Artemis missions going to the moon and to Mars and literally creating a farm one day on a place that's not the Earth. And it got me thinking about the algae itself. I mean, algae can be used in so many different ways. I mean, you got biofuels, you got all, I mean, yes, they could be foods, they could be even clothing. I mean, I suppose when you do outreach at the schools, what do the kids sort of ask about? Do they have a bit of an idea what algae could be used for? Um, so I guess a huge part of what we try and do is algae, unfortunately, has sometimes has got a bit of a bad name for itself um, because of algae blooms that happen mm. in polluted waterways. But the key thing that I try and drive home, drive home there is that it's not algae's fault. It's actually the pollution that hum, human activities are putting into the water. We're mm. just creating an environment for them to thrive. They are the ultimate opportunists. They've survived on this planet for 3.8 billion years um, and they're really highly successful in a diversity of environments. Um, so oftentimes we, our work is to try and um, rebrand algae um, and do a bit of good PR around yes, it. it. got me thinking that. Yes. I mean, the number one most obvious product that algae creates, it's not technically a, and you know, a world-saving innovation, but is oxygen. Mm. Every second breath that you and I take, Ben, is from the ocean, and that is from algae in the ocean that are photosynthesizing and producing oxygen. Everyone always thinks that it's trees, um, and they're hugely important, but um, the algae in the ocean is literally the reason you and I are alive today. Um, not only the oxygen, but they were responsible for the um, the ozone layer, you know, that protects us from harmful UV radiation. So already um, we owe a huge part of our <laughs> existence on this planet to algae. Um, but I guess the key area that algae um, can help us is to replace what's known as petrochemicals. Um, so that just means anything that is derived from petroleum, which is a fossil fuel, and which funnily enough, petroleum is actually ancient algae. Um, Cycle is complete. <laughs> it's, it's, and that's the most amazing mm. thing. It's just like, it, like it's, it comes full circle um, because a lot of the CO2 in the atmosphere, the excess CO2 in the atmosphere now is um, the result of burning fossil fuels. So we're essentially re-releasing ancient carbon dioxide into the atmosphere. Um, and so one of the cool things about using algae is that we can, um, the, um, algae cells are full of oils and we can use algae to create almost anything that we already create um, with petroleum. So, so I'm going to ask a very, very naive, unprepared <laughs> question. Yeah, I love <laughs> it's got that. Me, it's got me thinking, I'm almost getting the student headspace. So there's oil inside algal cells yes. and they're full of it and we've got to get them out. So what do you yeah. squeeze them like an orange? Like what, what do you do to get them out? Like what do you do to get the oil out of algae to you know, use them? Yeah. So um, it's not that easy, unfortunately. Um, essentially, yeah, it's in their cells. So 
um, we we have to break up the cell to mm -hmm. be able to extract the oil. And so that can be done by like mechanically, um, by spinning the algae with some beads that sort of break up the cell walls. Um, or even you just can sometimes use like acoustics, like you can use um, like vibrations that might break it up as well. So yeah, you need to do that. And then there's the extraction process and then you kind of need to um, separate the different components because that in amongst all of the oils, there'll also be, you know, there's proteins and algae and there's also some carbohydrates and, and other molecules. So that needs to be separated. Um, and then it goes through, yeah, basically a process where it can be refined to a point where um, scientists have actually demonstrated they've, you know, produced all of the same fractions that you can get from crude oil using algae oil. So yeah, it's a little bit complicated, but I guess back in the day, extracting petroleum and turning that into products was very complicated. So, you know, it's a new, it's an, it's, it's an emerging area, but it's, it's, it's been proven. What I love about this is that this actually talks to the, what STEM is actually about. I mean, it's not just yeah. science, it's isolation. It's not just a, some, some boffin in a corner doing a bit of research project. You've got to develop the machines that can do this at scale because it's nice to be able to do this at a lab, but if you want to scale it up to actually potentially replace petrochemicals, that's a serious endeavor. There's <laughs> mm. a, a lot, lot of headspace around it. And, and um, this is where I really wanted to have a chat with you because I know that you've got a challenge coming up for schools where they've got to get their head around yes. the way this innovation might happen. And they've got to kind of replicate some of these ideas in their schools. So that is awesome. I mean, uh, what, what are you hoping to see? So, uh, yeah, Ben, you're talking about our Algae Innovation Challenge yes. um, for high school students, which we're really excited about because a huge part of what the Deep Green Biotech Hub does is works with small businesses and startups and we connect them with researchers um, from UTS and um, sort of any other resources they need to grow their business. Um, and so we are all about innovating with algae, but what we are really excited about is um, young people are just, they are absolutely just leading the charge in sustainability at the moment. And they're just full of ideas and um, imagination. And we really, really want to encourage that and get them developing the skills, not just scientific thinking, but also creative, creative thinking. Because uh, this field is algae innovation and growing the bioeconomy, so meaning an economy that is based on um, biology, more sustainable and renewable products. It's not just using science. Like science is obviously a hugely important part of it. And we need engineers as well and coders and people, you know, who can use data and, and artificial intelligence. There's that side of things. But then there's also we need designers, um, we need artists, we need creative thinkers we need people who are good at communicating to the public um we need a whole whole spectrum of skills and people in different disciplines to get involved in this space uh and that's why i think it's a great thing to bring into schools because you know we don't want to just put it into a box and say well oh you can only get involved in this industry if you're good at science yeah. you know and at the end of the day science is about curiosity and creativity and using knowledge um to i guess yeah change the practices that we've been doing to just kind of get better use knowledge and, and data at the end of the day to um, improve something 
uh, and uh, yeah, hopefully all of those things sort of come across in this challenge that, you know, it's not, you don't just have to be good at maths to create amazing solutions for the world. We want imagination and, and, and you can't, the first step to creating the future that you want is to um, imagine it. And that's where students are really good. <laughs> really yeah. good at imagining the future. I mean, um, we're really good at being prescriptive as adults going, actually, this is the mm -hmm. pathway you can take. I'm really curious to see what kids will come up with. Yeah. And the thing I love when I talk to young people is, you, you know, maybe you explain something and they say, well, why is it like that? And you say, well, it just is. And they go, well, why? So they really see through, I guess, the longer that you've lived on in this world, the more kind of like accepting that you get of, you know, certain the way that things are being done. Um, and that's the beauty of like young minds coming to a problem. So what, I mean, I mean, you get to do outreach, you get to go to, I mean, not just to schools, you work with all sorts of places. <laughs> and, um, yeah. and so what, what are some of the more out there ideas that people have had, or at least as a question mark, doesn't mean they have to have proven the concept, but even just throwing it, I wonder if questions or statements, I mean, what have you seen out there going, Oh, I've, I hadn't thought of that. I mean, the reason why my brain's thinking about a, a thing a little while ago when I saw, um, I think it was tea. Oh gosh, it was years ago. I think it was a state library up in Queensland was doing, um, they were creating clothing at a tea yeah. extract off the top of my head. I think it was tea. Sorry guys, if you're in the, if anyone listening from there, <laughs> it's been a few years, it's been about 10 years, but I thought that was such a cool thing. I would never have thought that being a thing. So I guess the question yeah. is like, what have you seen as, as a thing for um, algae? Okay, so I guess some really interesting areas are um, there's a actually um, an engineering firm in Germany created a residential building um, and on the outside of the building were these panels that had algae in them. And so basically it was a self-sufficient house. So the algae would filter the air. Um, it would also filter the wastewater in the house and then um, be really good at absorbing heat, so for insulation as well. And then um, the algae could then be harvested and burnt, like for bioenergy. Yeah. Um, so it was incorporating algae into a building structure uh, and it being able to provide a whole heap of, re of, of uses um, in the house to create a sustainable building. Um, another one is um, pigments, like which is just means colors. It's not really something that you think about, but they're actually pigments and, and dyes and fabric dyes and even printing pigments and, and artificial pigments in our food. They are, it's a hugely polluting um, area. And a lot of the time they are derived from um, petroleum. Yeah, right. And so that's kind of like a specific problem area, but, um, you know, it has quite a large impact. Um, what else? Um, algae can be used to make foam. So you can extract the oils from algae to make foam. And there's a project in the US that's using algae to create um, the foam in surfboards. Uh, and that's interesting. Um, Riding an algal yeah. surfboard on top of the algae that's on <laughs> the top layer yeah. of the ocean in a way. That's kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and, and there's a huge um, field of using algae um, in food. So people might have heard of green smoothies, um, which usually have something called uh, uh, an algal species called spirulina in them that make them green. 
Um, but it has kind of a little bit of an, it tastes like the ocean, which, you know. If that's your thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but the, the awesome kind of thing with biotech is that, um, like we were talking about earlier, where you can extract the oil from algae cells to create um you know plastic or something um you can also extract the protein from algae that they're, they're incredibly high in protein and a biotech then enables us to um sort of treat that protein so that it doesn't have the same smell and color um and then that can be used in creating a whole whole heap of plant-based foods um there's i've seen like vegan um like prawns um that have been made using algae um, there's, I think they're putting it in like vegetable, like, um, plant-based patties. Um, I've seen a, be, uh... a mayonnaise, a mayonnaise made with algae oil. Like there's, it's just, I feel like really you could kind of do anything with it. Um, and that's, we want it to be untapped. And obviously there are some real world constraints that you then need to think about, but with this challenge, we really want just just imaginations to go wild. What's cool about it? I mean, I suppose you can think of them as like little mini factories. I mean, yes. they, they really are. They're producing, they're putting their C's and the N's and the O's and the H's and different arrangements to produce things that, you know, can be produced otherwise, but way worse from a pollution point of view. Yeah. That's what they are. Yeah. Uh, which is really cool. So I guess uh, that means if kids, if, you, if you're listening into this particular thing and you think, just think of a bunch of elements, how can algae rearrange them in some way, shape or form to do something cool? Essentially. Yeah. Well, and the coolest thing about them is they're solar powered by a factory. So they use sunlight <laughs> for the, as their energy source. Um, they also can, um, you know, absorb carbon dioxide, which we have in excess in the atmosphere. Um, and so that is, th th that's another emerging area is using algae to capture industrial carbon emissions um, that, that they then lock up into the molecules in their cells. And then when those molecules are converted into something else, that carbon is technically stored. Yeah, that's right. And I, I even just thinking just then, I mean, that means they're moving electrons around them, which means they're moving electrons around means you've got potential, which means they're effectively solar energy in a little way. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what photosynthesis does. Yeah. It harnesses sol solar energy to turn it into chemical energy, which then the, the possibilities for that are, yeah. They're just there. And what Endless. I love about what uh, the UTS uh, Deep Green Biotech Hub has done is make some really good resources around this for classrooms. Can you may, may walk us through a little bit what's, what they can see when they go onto the site to get those? Yeah. So um, for the Algae Innovation Challenge, um, if you sign up to that, that's via Virtual Excursions Australia, who we're partnering with along as well as Physics Education. Um, so for that, that's kind of more tailored to the challenge. So yep. we have a innovation guide, which, um, starts with some videos to learn the basics about algae. Um, there's a video in there that gives, um, students a tour of the algae, um, facilities, research facilities at UTS, so they can step inside the walls of university, like no matter where they are in New South Wales. Um, and then it kind of runs them through step-by-step step in what's called the design thinking process or the innovation process. Um, and there's a bit of a resource bank where they can get a bit of inspiration. Um, on the Deep Green Biotech Hub website, and also um, there's a link included in the information pack we send to any schools that get involved in the challenge. We have a, um, 
uh, it's on the web page and it's a digital free online resource um, that's mapped to the New South Wales stage four and five science syllabus and the um, Australian curriculum outcomes as well. And so in that, it's, it's similar in a way. There's videos to learn about algae. There's discussion questions. There's, a, there's quizzes. Um, we also have a few science skills activities. So we look at balancing equations using photosynthesis as an example. We also look at identifying algae um, using what's called a dichotomous key, which is a, a tool, a basic tool that's still actually used quite a lot in um, biology. And we also kind of look at, yeah, this, this transformation of, of energy um, in the photosynthesis equation as well. And then again, there's a few more sort of like creative thinking um, activities to kind of round it out. But each, um, it comes with like a very detailed teaching guide um, with some more suggestions for if, if, if you want to do practical experiment-based ideas, we have a few suggestions there. Um, and each activity is mapped to a syllabus link. So because we understand teachers are time poor and this can't just really, like it's very hard to bring something in that's just an extracurricular activity. Um, it needs to be able to be integrated into the lesson. And so we wanted to make it sort of as user-friendly as possible. Ah, fantastic. And there, by the way, we will put those links up to the show notes about where to find this particular challenge. Uh, so currently sitting on Virtual Excursions Australia website, it is under the events tab. And you, because it's it's the Algal Innovation Challenge, it's going to be first in line being alphabetical. So you're going to see it right at the very top. Uh, but here's the thing, though. I know people, uh, there's a lot of people actually listen listen to this particular podcast overseas. So if you're wondering what stage four and five is, it's grade seven through 10. Uh, and you can totally jump on there. There's a lot of stuff. I love the fact that you've done trivia. That's really handy. I must say, lots of people go onto our website for trivia as well. Trivia is handy. What's okay, right? I, I gotta ask. What? What's what? What's favorite trivia type questions? Do you, do, do you have? I'm putting you on the spot. Let's be honest. That you've seen on the site that we go. Hmm. What could? What? What have I seen? For example, for me, just thinking yep. right now would be uh, trivia. Did you know that? Uh, I think it's seventy five percent. I can't remember. You'd know the number amount of oxygen produced by algae. 70%. It's 70%. Yeah. I nearly got there. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> Something yeah, like that. So what's yeah, I'm throwing you on the spot there a little bit, but I mean, what sort of trivia is, is on there that people can sort of ask? Um, so in the quiz, it's like the, it's just like a little Kahoot quiz, ah. um, just to sort of test understanding. They're not necessarily trivia, but I like your thinking there. Maybe that's something that we can integrate. The questions are more sort of just on the theme of like, um, yeah, making sure that the students have watched the videos yeah. and drawing out the key information. Um, uh, yeah, of course. And, I mean, I mean, being able to reinforce what they've done. Oh, but like, honestly, the, 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 the possibilities for trivia questions about algae are endless, you know, yeah, algae's been to space. Um, you know, you could like Kanye West made sneakers using algae. So you could like what, you know, what <laughs> well-known musician yes. um kelly slater made surfboard pads using algae as well um algae lives in symbiotic relationships with fungi and coral like honestly there's just so many See, algae fun facts i knew you're gonna have trivia like that in your head there <laughs> absolutely you're gonna have a heap i did not know that kanye west had sneakers made out of algae 
I think I'm not sure if he's actually made them, but I think he he announced it. But I should follow up on that and see how they've they've gone. I, I probably couldn't afford them, but um, <laughs> otherwise I'd probably buy some. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Now, what I love about these podcasts, you never know where you're going to end up. And there you go. We're talking about sneakers that come out of algae. That's a thing. That's yeah, awesome. it is a thing. Mm. It is. That's again, that's a good thing to flag. That's another um, algae innovation that's come out is using it to create the soles of shoes. So I guess like if you're thinking about, uh, if, you, if you're listening on him, because this particular, uh, there is a deadline for joining this particular challenge. Yeah. Um, but if you think about this, you could send your kids down material sciences. You can send them down to electrochemical pathways. You can send them down whatever you want to do. And it just comes down to their creativity. So I guess a, a really, uh, we really need to know that if, if people are listening in, there's a deadline for this, right? I mean, w- when do they have to join? Okay, so I'm going to get up my document so that I actually say the right thing. Um, so <laughs> you can register, registrations are open now and you can register any time up until probably the end of July. The entries are due at 10 p.m. on the 13th of August. Um, so they need to be in then. So what have we got? Just over a month. Not far, but mind you, a little heads yeah. up. So for this for Australian schools, did you know that National Science Week's theme is around food? Just a hint. Yes. A little hint. Don't have to be yeah. doing food. Doesn't that doesn't mean you're going to win? But there's an idea that that could be potentially fit within a scope and sequence. Absolutely, and there is so much scope to use algae in food. I mean, you already eat algae when you eat sushi, or sometimes it's used as a binder in um, yogurt and almond milk. And uh, yeah, you're already eating algae. You just don't yeah. know it. My kids love sushi. I have to let them know that they are eating algae. Every now and then I remind them, but yeah, absolutely. Mm, But yogurt, now that one I didn't know. Yeah, so it's often used as the binding agent, especially in a lot of like plant-based dairy products, um, which is pretty interesting. But yeah, um, sushi is the the nori, it's actually seaweed. So seaweed, all seaweeds that you see on the beach, they are also algae. They're just larger. Um, and they're full of nutrients, so they're very good for you. But yeah, and you can, you can a, also go down the business line if that's your thing too. I mean, you can look at how do you do sustainable algal farming, perhaps, or something yes, like that. Yes, exactly. And I think maybe it could be helpful um, because because the possibilities are so broad. I often find that overwhelming when <laughs> you know when it's totally up to me. Maybe it is that you choose a particular area that or, you know, industry that you would like to find a solution for. You may even find you could go to the UN sustainability goals as a starting point um, to, you know, pick one of the goals that you want to use algae to help solve. You could do something in the fashion industry. Um, Yeah, the packaging industry, the building industry, um, or as you say, um, you know, what about farming or algae farming or what about um you know you can use algae um to help with wastewater treatment like algae doesn't necessarily just create a product it can provide a service and sort of be used in a process as well so um yeah maybe choosing an area to sort of narrow down doing a bit of research um and you're innovation can sort of be something that you've already come across and you just kind of have a little bit of a different take on it or it can be completely something that's never been seen before um and we will like as part of the submission we 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 do sort of ask that you 
explain your idea a little bit. Um, so you kind of do need to explain how it's going to actually work in the real world. And we do want to see that you've sort of done a little bit of research, but we don't want any ideas to sort of be um, sort of suffocated by, you know, technical boundaries or things like that. And actually brings up the point because sometimes we get these uh, questions and understandably too, which is, do I need a working prototype to, to submit? I can see your no. head's shaking. <laughs> no. So to submit um, your idea, what we're asking, um, because during um, science week, so we have our entries due on the 13th of August and then on the Friday, the 20th of August, we have a live webinar where the, the, the top finalists um, will, will, pitch their um, algae idea. So a pitch is basically a presentation, but it's really short. It needs to be short and punchy and it needs to just absolutely knock our socks off. Um, and so that is what you are delivering. Um, we, we don't need a prototype. We don't need anything like that. We need your idea, but we need your idea sort of um, fleshed out a little bit but in three minutes so we're asking for a video recording of your pitch a three minute video recording and in the innovation guide in the resources we kind of give you um explain to you a little bit about how to actually produce a pitch um, what you should include we also need um, some slides so probably five slides and in that you could have a drawing you could have a diagram um, something that that brings your idea to life uh, and then we also just need a short paragraph which is a written summary of your pitch um, so we're asking for those three things so it's just yeah. about that high level groundbreaking idea yes <laughs> that you have in mind and yeah you don't need to have access to algae you don't need to actually tested or do any experiments or anything like that yeah we, as you say we're looking for the ideas that's awesome so uh i know you gotta zip away pretty soon but yeah. uh that if people had to go find your website and all the things that are in there where would they need to go okay so um i, I don't want to get this wrong if you just look up deep green biotech hub that's us. You find it. So the UTS one, it's going to be really, really um, interesting to see what comes out. And uh, I just sort of wondering if you had a bunch of kids, a bunch of students who if they've done the challenge, they've got their ideas sort of half formed. It's so much so that they could do a three minute pitch and nail that really well. If they really, really, really wanted to take it further, mm -hmm. what, what would they do? So if they wanted to take it further, um, we would love for them to get in touch with us, um, which they can do by our website. Um, and just, yeah, start asking the questions about how you might actually make this happen in the real world. Um, and, yeah, um, if <laughs> I would suggest, although they do have to be a UTS student, but if they do then eventually go to university, um, UTS has an amazing, amazing um, arm to it called UTS Startups. And they give you all of the tools and community that you need to develop a startup. Um, so that's just like a bit of a UTS plug there. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair enough. Um, but yeah, we absolutely love engaging with people who, who have big ideas. And uh, for me personally, I that's why I got involved with 
the Deep Green Biotech Hub is because I found out, I think I listened to a podcast, funnily enough, um, about algae possibilities. And I was just so excited and so hopeful. And it just seemed to be the missing element, you know, in um, transitioning human society to more sustainable practices. I just got so excited and I sent a really enthusiastic email and here I am today. Um, but yeah, if please, if you are exci- as excited about algae as we are and, and, you know, you think you've got a really great idea, then absolutely get in touch with us. We would, we love it. There we go. So uh, teachers, there's a call to action. Yes. <laughs> absolutely. Make it happen. Yes. And, and students, seriously, it's irrelevant about your age. It's about your ideas and what you can take away from there. And actually, I want to encourage people listening in, uh, look up some student TED Talks. You'd be amazed what kids have done globally. Uh, it's just about you know, I've got an idea and then actioning it over time. It's really iteration over time. And that's how, that's how this whole design thinking process works. It's yes. Like- and I feel like adults have so much to learn from young people. Um, and yeah, that's, I mean, you know, and that's why both of us love working with young people because we get so energized, energized Absolutely. by it. They are the ultimate disruptors because they, because they have wild imaginations and we love it. Absolutely. So, so this can bring it right to the start of this. So if we get to watch the Martian number two, if there's such Mm -hmm. a thing, maybe perhaps your student's idea could be on that. You never know. You know what? I, it could be. We'll have to get in touch with, is it Matt? Was it Matt Damon? Yes, it was Matt Damon. (laughs) We'll have to send him a message and be like, we've got the next plot for the next movie. Uh, That'd be very, very cool. Look, hey, thank you, Rachel, for uh, popping in for a bit of a chat about this our challenge. I must say, once the challenge is over, because let's be honest, uh, you might be listening to this particular podcast a year, two years, three years for now, and the challenge is all gone and buried. But the UTSD Green Biotech Hub will still be around doing really cool stuff. And Rachel, thank you so much for popping ben, in to talk about it. Ben, thank you so much. I like, I love talking about algae. So it's been an absolute pleasure. Awesome. Thank you so much. Have a fantastic afternoon. You too. Thanks, Ben. Not all TPL for teachers is as awesome as it could be. I feel like there's a lot of PowerPoint presentations, a lot of sitting and listening to someone talking. Well, if you want a break from that, physics TPL sessions are fully hands-on, fully integrated with the curriculum and full of amazing science ideas that you can put in your classroom right now. Well, there we go. We just heard from Rachel Scott, who is the New South Wales Deep Green Biotech Hub's Outreach Ambassador. And i got to say, how cool is it that a simple email about her enthusiasm in this area led towards her being involved in inspiring the next generation of changemakers? How cool is that? Now, by the way, this group is uh, under the University of Technology in Sydney. And its work is made possible by Investment New South Wales Boosting Business and Innovation Program. Now, here's the thing. You can get innovative with your students. Get involved with the Algae Innovation Challenge. Head on over to virtualexcursionsaustralia.com.au and have a look at the Events tab for the Algae Innovation Challenge. Get involved. And even if this challenge is well done and dusted after you, you you listen to this podcast after it's all done, definitely worth checking out the Deep Green Biotech Hub's page. There are so many resources there that can get you involved with getting your students knowing about, well, biotechnology, how this works currently and what's coming up in the future. So uh, I really encourage you to do that. So uh, that's enough of this particular podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope that you might be able to get involved in this year's challenge. And if you can't, no worries. At least this is another thing that can be on your radar for teaching kids about biology and technology. So definitely worth checking out. So anyway, this is me signing off, Ben Newsom from Fizz Education. You have been listening to the Fizz Ed Podcast, and I'll catch you another time. 
You've been listening to another Physics Ed podcast. We're excited about science. Subscribe to us on iTunes to download the next episode as soon as it's released. And don't forget, for hundreds of ideas, free experiments, our new Be Amazing book and more, go to physicseducation.com.au. That's physics spelled F-I-Z-Z-I-C-S. This podcast is part of the Australian Educators Online Network. AEON.net.au